Welcome to the Healthy Hair Podcast. Your host, Dr. Amy Brenner, is a board-certified OBGYN with additional certifications in functional and integrative medicine. This podcast is meant to help women find reliable, relevant information to help them feel better, look better, and live better. Here, you will hear in-depth information about hormones, sexual medicine, aesthetics, cosmetic gynecology, and functional medicine. Hey, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about something really cool. Um, Lunchtime facelift, the lifting your face on your lunch break, uh, a non-surgical facelift. All of these things have been used to describe what we're going to talk about today, uh, which is called the thread lift. Uh, You may have seen pictures of this on Instagram with these pink little needles coming out of people's faces. Usually on Instagram, there's 30 plus of them um, hanging off of people's face. And although that's part of thread lifting, there's so much more to it than that. So today I have Samantha Bauman with us, who's one of our nurse practitioners and a special interest of hers is aesthetics. And she also does thread lifting in our office. In fact, she was one of the first people to actually experience thread lifting herself as a patient in our office. So today, Samantha and I are going to just chit chat about thread lift and hopefully you'll find this conversation informative. So welcome to the podcast, Samantha. Yes, thanks for having me. Yeah, so before we get started, some people might not even know what thread lifts are or what is the science behind this and how does putting literally a thread in somebody's skin make it aesthetically more pleasing? Yeah, so obviously I'm sure that's the question everyone wants to know is how does this work? Um, So threads are a relatively new form of um, what we call a non-surgical facelift. So if you have that loose, sagging skin and you want that tighter, more lifted, youthful look, um, this is a great treatment. It's kind of a middle ground therapy between filler and obviously a surgical facelift. Um, And basically, it's a suture thread that's placed underneath the skin. It's relatively low, low pain, um, minimal downtime. And it is overall just an effective way to create, you know, that natural, youthful looking um, face. And you can even do different parts of the body, you know, whether it be above the knees or um, under eyes, neck. Um, You can do it all all over. Um, The science behind it is um, the threads are a a suture material that have a long and um, safe record. They've been used in, you know, a surgical setting for many years. Um, They're, you know, biodegradable and absorbed by the body over time. Yeah. So these threads don't stay in place for forever and ever. Your body actually gets rid of them over, over the next couple months. Correct. That is correct. Um, And, you know, there's different types of threads um, in, if we go in and talk about each of those a little more detail, some of them are absorbed, you know, a little quicker than others. But yes, over time, they're, um, you know, they dissolve. Um, and basically, the whole the the science behind it is that it, it um, stimulates neocollagenesis, which you know produces collagen, therefore giving you that tighter skin, more plump skin. It diminishes fine lines and wrinkles, um, and 
you know, all even after the threads have dissolved, it still does that um, pro- that collagen stimulation. Yeah. So, in general, there's two kinds of threads: uh, the lifting threads, which is you know that non-surgical facelift, and then there's the foundation threads or the stimulating collagen. So, for the lifting threads, what kind of result are are people going to get? Because we certainly don't want to say that this is going to replace a a facelift by any means. Correct. Um, so generally, you know, as we age, we, um, like the fat deposit, you know, deposition in our face begins to sag and kind of gravity takes over. And rather than it being in our mid face, it, um, you know, wants to migrate down towards, you know, the jowl area or kind of those near those nasolabial folds and the lifting threads, you know, have actual barb, um, you know, kind of the thread itself is sliced a certain way that it allows um, lifting. Once you once it's placed, it lifts up the so, you know the soft tissue and kind of repositions it um, in what we would say a more youthful look. Um, so it kind of you know takes it from that lower face and mid face and kind of plumps it back up to where you know it once was maybe ten years ago. Um, in general, as a rule of thumb, they'll say that it'll lift skin. You know, usually about two centimeters. Yeah. And you'll get a little bit of an immediate result, especially when you do one full side of the face and compared to the side of the face that wasn't done. Um, But the full results aren't immediate, are they? Correct. Um, So, you know, some will tell you you get by six weeks, you have pretty good results. But in general, by four months, you're going to see the full effect. And, you know, and like I said, even after the threads have dissolved, um, you're still going to, you know, stimulate collagen production. Um, And so, yeah. So for these lifting threads, where exactly in the face can you put these to see lifting? Yeah, so you can do, you know, a variety of things with them. And I feel like people keep getting more and more creative with, you know, finding new places to put them. But the common and most popular places are an eyebrow lift um, and then mid face that, you know, we kind of like I talked about, you know, when you have gravity take over and you want the um, to lift kind of the jowling area or those nasolabial folds, um, you can do it there. You can also do it under the neck, more targeted through the for the jowls. Um, those are really the most popular areas to lift. Yeah, to lift. So then let's switch gears and talk about the other big class of threads, which are the the foundation threads. And I think those are the main ones people see all over Instagram. They're typically kind of have a pink outer shell to them. And you see people with, you know, 10, 20, 30 of these things in, in the side of their face. So let's explain to people what those are used for. Yeah, so those are primarily kind of, you know, what we talked about um, are, are to stimulate, you know, a um, collagen production. Um, and, and how it does that is by um, fiber, you know, your body or your skin triggers cells in your body is called fibroblasts that, can, that produce collagen. And there are two types of the foundational threads. Um, one are they're mono and they're smooth. And they're just free floating threads that, you know, truly their sole purpose is just to produce collagen. They're usually absorbed in, um, you know, 180 to 200 days. 
Um, and then the other type of foundational threads are the twist threads. Um, they work very similar to the smooth ones, um, except for these actually can fill like a volume deficit. Um, so they kind of have a spiral appearance and um, they create like a macrophagic response and therefore the, they actually have a more effective means of stimulating like, um, like I said, a volume loss and stimulating collagen production. And so those are, you know, really so the twists are, are maybe a little bit better in, in certain areas. Correct. Especially when you have those areas where you have volume deficits, um, you which know, most which people we, do. Which we do yeah. Age. After maybe not age that person 30. that's a little <laughs> chunkier who doesn't need volume, but for most people that age, and that's why we're putting filler in the faces, they do need a little bit of volume Absolutely. in the face. Yes. Um, versus the mono ones don't give you volume. So when we're doing a neck lift, we'll put those underneath the, the skin of the neck because we don't want more volume in there. In fact, sometimes we're injecting some medications uh, like Kybella to actually remove volume. Correct. Under the, under the skin. Yes. Uh, what about, let's tell everybody about some of the, at least with the company we're using, uh, there are some specialty threads. Yeah, absolutely. So some of the specialty threads that we have are, or that we use and we're treating are under eyes. You know, the under eyes are a big area of concern for a lot of people. And the under eye threads are, like she mentioned. Not a lot of people. I think everybody, everybody. <laughs> like even these women that have great skin, like that skin under the eyes is just so thin and... It requires a lot of maintenance to keep that up. Really, I think everybody over at 40 should absolutely be using an eye cream, maybe even starting at 30, because that's when you start to lose collagen. But then when you are getting older, even when you have great skin, it's just so hard to, you know, not let your a your eyes age you, especially these days when we only see people's eyes because we're walking around wearing a mask. No, you're exactly right. That's all I can seem to focus on is my eyes. And um, so you're absolutely right. And I think that the under eyes, this is a great treatment for them because filler is a little tough to put and fill that deficit. You know, people, um, you know, sometimes you can get great results and sometimes, you know, you can't. And so these are a great alternative to trying to help, you know, with those under eye, um, you know, fine lines, wrinkles, that kind of, um, you know, Text, like texture that we don't like and just the under overall appearance, dark circles even. Um, so it, it, um, the under eye threads are a great alternative. Um, and we could put some of those twist threads under there if people have some, fill that deficit. some volume deficit. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I think putting filler under the eyes is, is really difficult. Like you almost all, not almost, you pretty much always bruise. Um, it's, I think it's difficult to get it quite right um, because that skin is so thin versus these threads are microscopic and just do their work naturally. So you're never going to get overfilled. Our eye threads are blunt, so it's really difficult compared to filler where you're putting a needle there to bruise. And so there really isn't um, mm -hmm. much downtime. Yeah. I mean, the bruising can happen, but like you said, it is 
you know, few and far between. Um, and these little threads are like the size of a hair. So, you know, even if you do have one or two that, you know, maybe you think you can see, you know, we have ways of working around it. But in general, these threads are a great option, you know, for for treating the under eye because they're so fine and thin and you just usually under that thin skin, they don't show up and they don't bother people like um, filler. What, what, what other specialty threads do can so we tell we people have, about? Um, so another common area that people, you know, really want fixed are those nasolabial folds. Um, and, you know, filler is another option for that, but another quick and easy and much quicker and less risk of, you know, adverse reaction is um, we have a specialty thread and it um, is a multi, we call it a multi-thread or a broom thread. And um, so it has multiple threads in one little um, introducer and it's, um, you know, great for filling those nasolabial folds and plumping it back up. And you can use the same um, thread in like the temples. So a lot of women as we age get, you know, that volume deficit in the temple area. And that's another great place to put that um, multi-thread in. Yeah, you mentioned I'd probably say the most common thing people use for the nasolabial folds is is putting filler there. And, and what's really nice about filler is it's immediate. Unfortunately, we both know that threads, like you said earlier, the full result takes a couple months, but some people have really deep threads or really deep nasolabial folds. And uh, so for those people, um, sometimes it's a combination of they might need a little bit of all of it, the lifting threads to pull up on the cheek, a little bit of your the, the specialty broom threads and and then topping it off with filler. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something important for people to understand in general when it comes to aesthetics is, you know, a lot of times it takes multiple different things to really achieve that look that you want. Um, and so you're absolutely right. You know, when, you know, the threads in the nasolabial folds, you know, sometimes filler combining threads with Morpheus is a, as a great option. Um, you know, we, and, and obviously Botox is, you know, you can't, can't dismiss that in any way. There's nothing that can really fill that void. Um, so doing a combination of all of those treatments is, you know, usually what people need to kind of get that, you know, overall desired look, but all of it helps in some, you know, different realm. And, um, so yeah. Yeah. I always tell people it would be great if, uh, you could just step into this box and step out of it and you look like a supermodel from head to toe. And there was just this one thing or what's the one thing I can do, but, uh, unfortunately life doesn't work that way and there's not one thing for really any problem there's not one supplement that I would recommend there's not one thing I would recommend for weight loss and same thing with aesthetics is there's never just one thing and uh, I, I think you said it well is I think I agree with you the Morpheus and We'll probably have to have you explain what Morpheus is because I don't think we've talked about that yet on the podcast, but that's an amazing rejuvenation procedure. And then follow it up with some threadings. Like you're almost getting close to kind of facelift kind of results with that. But since we haven't talked about that, do you want to tell people what our Morpheus 
is just in general, just high level overview? Yeah. So, I mean, very generally speaking, it's um, radio frequency microneedling. Um, and the goal of it is just, you, it's best used in a series of three. And the overall goal of it is to kind of help tighten your skin. Um, again, producing collagen. If you haven't heard me say that word enough during this, um, you should know that collagen is, you know, very important after a very important component to keeping youthful looking skin. And we stop producing it after the age of 30. So all the things that you can do to help, you know, continue producing collagen is what you want. And so Morpheus is a great way of doing that as well. Um, and, the purpose behind, you know, doing those therapies is, or doing that therapy, like I said, is to help tighten skin, diminish fine lines and wrinkles. The radio frequency um, also helps destroy some fat cells, which I feel like some people really like. I mean, depending on the depth that you take the microneedling to, it can kind of be titrated, you know, per patient's needs. Um, but that's kind of a very yeah, good summary. Sum that's my short and sweet summary yeah. of Morpheus. Yeah. So we've actually, I've actually put the threads in, in your face along with uh, Dr. Tiemann in our office. So you've had it done. Um, I keep telling you, like, I, I need the threads under my eyes. We've just, you're just, you're, we're both just too busy. I need to track you down. So it's my turn. So I personally haven't felt what the threads feel like, but, but you have. So what does it feel like? And, and what's the downtime for yeah. this kind of procedure? Um, so I'm sure that's, you know, everyone probably, I'd say at this point, that's everyone's question is, what does it feel like? Does it hurt? Because I know that when I, you know, I've had a long, long-term interest in um, aesthetics in general. And I remember watching threads on, you know, Instagram or YouTube and thinking, oh my gosh, that looks terrible. Like, how could people do that? Um, and the truth is, is I love doing them. And um, I, I really was curious about them. And I'm a person as a provider that I feel like I, I am a better provider if I have something done myself because I can relate to the, the patient better than. Um, so whenever we started doing threads, I was like, I absolutely want these. So I know what to tell people. Um, and it it is not completely painless, but it definitely is not something, I mean, I wouldn't bat an eye to do it again. Yeah. You didn't I, tell me to stop, that I it never was said too to uncomfortable. Stop. I think what pro the only thing that bothered me was the, the anticipation of, is this going to hurt? <laughs> um, you maybe felt a little, you know, every now and then you would kind of, you know, feel a little pinch here or there. Um, you know, I do know that when we kind of have a new numbing technique that, um, has seems to be working very well, and no one. I mean, I know the last patient we did. They yeah, she didn't bat an eye. Bat an eye. They just laid there and had a conversation, and you know, really said she had no pain whatsoever. When we when I did mine, we did minimal numbing, yeah. and even with minimal numbing, it was um, it, completely tolerable. And I would say the um, downtime. I wouldn't really even call it downtime. It's just more of a, I can tell I did something yeah, on my you face. Knew you had something done. It's not, a, we didn't just wave a magic wand at you. Yes, no. <laughs> and um, so that, that was probably every bit of two weeks that it took for me to 
after two weeks, I'm like, oh, I can't tell I had anything done. Yeah, but you um, still but during worked, that time, still I worked. The next day, I went things. out in public, and you know, and nobody's looking at you. No like, one looked at what me you, like, "What, what did you have done?" You're but like, you I'm, could feel like you had something done. You felt a little sore. Exactly, a little sore. You, and I mean, I think the big thing is knowing, you know, you're afterwards you can't open your mouth really big, and if you do things to your neck, you can't turn your neck, you know, quickly and well, rapidly. you can do it. We ask you not yes, to do it. Correct, correct. So, yeah, so those are some of the things that, you know, if somebody's thinking of doing this of, you know, how do you prepare for it? Kind of like, you know, if you're going to get the Morpheus, you're going to want to stay out of the sun for a week afterwards. Um, so, but how do you, what are the expectations of what people need to know afterwards? Um, so... Leading up to it, kind of to answer that question you mentioned briefly, you know, anything that really is going to cause you to bleed. So, you know, obviously alcohol three days, three, three to seven days, I would say before the procedure, um, you know, omega threes, Advil, um, Motrin, aspirin, things like that. Seven days. Um, yeah, avoid you're, those not gonna, before. you're not going to bleed a lot, but those no, things but just make you bru- could bruise. make you bruise a the little bruising more. Bruising is yeah, and you want to limit that. I'm sure. Yeah. On so your anything face. you can do. It's not that if somebody said I had drinks last night, I wouldn't do it. You might just bruise, bruise. a little bit more than you would if correct. you didn't have a couple drinks the night before. Absolutely, that is exactly correct. Um, And then as far as afterwards, you know, we kind of talked about it. You know, you might have some bruising and swelling afterwards. Um, It is minimal. um, And usually, you know, ice um, helps take it down. If we if, you know, you had excessive swelling, we could always do, you know, a prescription of a steroid or something. But usually ice is usually enough to kind of help calm any immediate swelling you might have. Um, and then the big thing is the over animation of like, you know, your mouth and the, you know, turning your head. We just ask that you, you know, you don't do that because. And why is that? Like, why can't I open my mouth real wide or. Well, it can kind of ruin the placement of where that thread yeah. is. And, you know, especially when you're doing the lifting threads, you know, we want you to get the facelift effect. And if you exaggerate it, it can kind of move yeah, that thread. Yeah, to see where they are. Yes. So. Yeah. And then one last question, and we can both get back to seeing patients, is how long do you th- can we tell people that if they get this, that they're going to appreciate their results for? Yeah, so that's a great question. I mean, it, it does. There are three different suture materials, which, um, you know, for the most part, in general, we use, you know, one of, I guess, one of them. Um, and the results are usually 18 to 24 months. Um, there is a different suture material that's um, known to last a little longer. Um, and that one lasts, you know, it can last up to, some people will tell you, two to four years. Um, But you have to, you know, we have to kind of assess the patient, determine where they want the threads before we would determine if they could use, you know, that type of material. But generally speaking, 18 to 24 months. Yeah. But then the other thing is, is we're not frozen in time. So we're still continuing to age during that uh, 18 to 24 months. So um, and like you mentioned earlier is, you know, it's all about building collagen and there's usually we want people to be doing other things like like you mentioned like botox or or skincare or other things to continuing to be working on that collagen because we're not frozen in time and we're not we're always aging 
Yeah. My dad said to me once when I tell him, like, you know, I did this and I did this and, you know, I'm going to be 52 here in less than a month. And my dad's like, Amy, when are you just going to give up? Like, it's a losing battle. You're aging. And I'm like, never, (laughs) never, never. That is my answer too. never (laughs) keep trying it all. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Hope this helped. Hope you learned something about our lunchtime lift. You know the thing. Like, subscribe, leave a review. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Her. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and the web. Go to www.dramybrenner.com to learn more. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute as medical advice, the practice of medicine, nursing, or other healthcare services. No patient-physician relationship is formed. The information in the podcast and any references, material or links are at the sole discretion of the listener and not meant to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Listeners should not delay or disregard obtaining medical advice for any medical issues or diagnoses that they may have and should seek medical advice from their healthcare provider for any such conditions.